This is Unbeaten here on WMUA 91.1 FM. Today is Tuesday, November 13th. We got a great show, so let's get things started. And welcome everybody back into the studio here in the Campus Center. WMUA 91.1, this is the Unbeaten Show. I'm Ryan Beaton, thank you for joining us. It is 11 o'clock and the UMass Minutemen hockey team has just swept the Providence uh, Friars. Number 9, UMass sweeps number 4, Providence in hockey. Very very exciting stuff. Uh, the first game was at the Mullins Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. I was at that game, and it was it was awesome. And one of the better hockey games I've been to. Atmosphere was great. Tons of fans there. I think on Twitter it said that there was roughly like 6,000 kids in attendance. Or not kids, but just 6,000 people in attendance, uh, students and local fans in the area and whatnot. So it was, it, I mean, it felt packed. I would believe 6,000. The Mullins holds like nine or something like that. Um, it was it was awesome to see so many people there. I remember one of the first hockey games I've been, I was at, it was not even close to being that full. And they were doing like a t-shirt giveaway too that night for uh, us students. And... It was just crazy. I got there maybe an hour before, a little before an hour. Um, so the game started at 7 o'clock. Doors open at like 6. I got there at like 5.45, and the line was already down, like all the way down the street. So, you know, University Drive was just, there was a line going out the door, which is awesome because, you know, it's now like they're that team on campus where it's like, I think, you know, ranks number nine going up against number four, beating them, you know, in front of the, you know, in front of, at home, in front of your campus, it's awesome. Um, And now I think the rankings came out yesterday, UMass is now ranked number four in the country, I believe. I think that's what it is. They now take Providence's spot uh, as the number four team in the NCAA, in the country, Division One hockey, which is just so cool, so cool to see that this team has jumped out to an eight and one record on the season. They have not, I believe, they're what like five and zero now in Hockey East. They have not lost a Hockey East <clears throat> matchup. The first game Saturday night, I mean, excuse me, sorry, that's the second game. The first night Thursday night, uh, the one I was at at the Mullins, the Minutemen jumped out. Quick 2 nothing lead, really exciting goals. Uh, Providence slowly crept back, tied up the game, and then it was Ty Farmer who grabbed the winning goal like just under two minutes. So it was the end of the game. It was sort of the seal the deal uh, type situation there. <clears throat> where, and Farmer's goal was just, it happened, everything happened so quickly, so quickly. It was just rifled off a shot from one of the, I, be, I thought it was one of the, face-off circles maybe just a little bit inside and it almost took everybody a second to realize that the puck went in and the entire place just erupted it was it was a great feeling to see your team just you know be able to 
just perform on such a high level and on such a big stage going up against number four Providence is and beating them unbelievable and then Saturday I couldn't find the game anywhere on TV I was a little disappointed I couldn't watch that game but I guess it was an exact mirror image same thing the Minutemen jumped out to a 2-0 lead Providence came back and tied it up on f- with a Providence tied it up first on four and f- four on four play and then they got another at the expiration of a Providence power play and then again the under two minute mark hit this time, instead of Ty Farmer, it was Anthony Delgazo, the freshman. Ty Farmer's a freshman, too, so really the freshmen are just stepping up. I, I honestly thought that nothing could top last year's freshman class, the sophomores now. But, I mean, it's just going to show you, like, the freshmen, Farmer and Delgazo, are stepping up just as equally, which is really, really cool to see that, like, it's just this team is so young, so talented. Everyone's looking to step up. You can tell that... Um, the the sophomore leadership must be bleeding, you know, into other aspects of the team, sort of like a trickle down effect. But just really exciting stuff. I can't believe that the minute the UMass hockey swept the number nine. I mean, excuse me, the number four team in the nation. And now, if I'm correct, I believe we're the number one. I mean, excuse me, number four team in the nation. And New England Hockey Journal might even have us at number one. So I think there's there's an official ranking. I'm on the NCAA website right now. I can check what uh, the ranking is. So the NCAA website, official website, has Massachusetts ranked at number four, which is insane. Eight uh, eight and one record. We have 807 points um, in terms of like the votes that you know the team got for um, rankings. So Providence will move down to number nine. So UMass and Providence literally just did a switch which makes sense because, I mean, uh, they just got swept. So the only three teams above Massachusetts right now is Minnesota Duluth, St. Cloud State, and Minnesota, <coughs> excuse me, Minnesota State, which is crazy. We beat Ohio State earlier on in the season. Now they're at number six. Or, excuse, well, we, we even the series, but we did beat Ohio on the road uh, for one of those games. Yeah, ranks number four, New England Hockey Journal, which isn't, you know, it's not like the official ranking um, of Division One hockey, but they do their own sort of little ranking over there, and I believe they have us at number one, not us, but the hockey team at number one, which is cool. And then I know Bucigras of ESPN, who's sort of like the college hockey guy over there on SportsCenter, does his own rankings, and he's actually very fond of um, UMass Amherst and the uh, UMass hockey team. He 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 sort of tweets about them all the time, and it's cool for our campus to sort of get that sort of recognition. He even said something on Sports Center, I believe, this week about um, he was like coming up at the hour, you know, NBA, uh, NFL, and UMass Minutemen hockey. So to be up there on Sports Center, getting that sort of recognition, that's got to be such a cool thing for for. That this team that really just two years ago had an abysmal record, they've brought on so they've just got so much talent to commit to the school. Carvel's coached them up. Um, the sophomores have set an example, and it's just all come together for this team to now become the fourth best hockey school in the nation. So 
Um, yeah, let me let me just see what I can find online. I'll play some sound bites because, I mean, you gotta sort of <laughs> you gotta recognize how cool this team is on a national level and what kind of attention they're bringing in. So, here's some audio clips from just around the internet of UMass hockey. What Andrew Taggart is to the Chainsmokers, John Leonard is to the UMass Minutemen. Oh, forehand, backhand, five-hole ice. The rink was jumping in Amherst. They beat Providence three to two tonight. Go crazy, folks! NFL, NBA, NHL, and UMass Minutemen hockey as well. Coming up on this one-hour Sports Center event, pelts here, right? All right, so those were just a few clips from ESPN. I can only find two, but even still, just having two clips of you know the school that you go to on Sports Center for hockey, very very uh, cool. Uh, big shout out to Bucci Grass, who is always willing to sort of put us in that national spotlight. I mean, I'm hyped about it. Just hearing them talk, you know, you heard him say. Um, NBA, NFL, and UMass Minutemen Hockey. That's just like the coolest thing ever to see that this team is getting the kind of attention that they are. And I don't know if like kids realize this on campus because I don't think that sports is a huge part of like student life here at UMass Amherst, but I don't know if kids realize this, but it's just having the fourth best team in the nation is insane like that's such a big deal and I know you know a lot of kids don't follow uh NCAA hockey in general it's not anywhere close to where basketball and you know this the stakes that basketball and football have in everyone's um you know attention span or whatever but I just I mean I don't know how you couldn't get to the Mullins if you're a sports fan of any kind I don't know how you just wouldn't get to the Mullins at some point um, for the next game against, I believe it's, uh, I think they play UNH next. All, we might actually, a lot of students might not be here just because it's Thanksgiving break. But just in general, like moving forward, I think this is just going to be such an exciting team to watch. I don't know how you wouldn't be able to just find time to get out to some of these games, watch just a top, <laughs> a nationally ranked top team compete on your campus for pretty much free if you're a student you can get in just with your u-card and then the people who are living in the pioneer valley i'm sure the just the regular you know people that live in amherst and surrounding towns i'm, I'm imagining that's got to be a pretty cool thing to have in your backyard and a nationally ranked hockey team because amherst isn't really that close to any other i mean it's not that close to professional sports teams boston's like two hours away and but you can watch you know, just as just as exciting things happen here in Amherst. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I really have to say about UMass hockey. I could, you know, try to articulate it, articulate my excitement a little bit more, but I think I've sort of covered off on that. Um, sort of switching to UMass women's basketball and the plans we have to cover it here on WMUA in the up-and-coming weeks. There is a game this Saturday, November 17th, against Central Connecticut. It's here at Amherst. I'm not sure we'll be able to have live coverage for it just because um, for students like me that live here on campus, we have to get out of our dorms by a certain time early 
Saturday morning, and the game is Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So I don't think it'll be feasible for us to be able to cover the game. At least I, it won't be feasible for me to cover the game. If somebody that lives here in Amherst uh, that's you know with us at the station is able to cover the game, then we will, and we'll have coverage for you. If not, uh, what I'll be doing is I'll be trying to live tweet it. I'm still going to try to go to press availability, media availability, later on this week, and I'll still drop a show the Thursday of... Actually, I'll still drop a show the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, so that will come out um, with some, some press availability, audio bites, and you'll be able to hear some of that reporting. So even if we won't be covering the actual um, you know, broadcast of the game, still keep it here on WMUA and follow all of our WMUA personalities, especially me and Cam Sibbert. Uh, I can throw out his, um, Cam Sibert. I can throw out his Twitter handle as well. Um, there's a few other kids that I know are interested in women's basketball. We haven't solidified um, exactly who's going to be covering what here at the station, but I can tell you that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys here that if you're interested in women's basketball and if you're listening to this show, we talk a lot about women's basketball. So I'm assuming you have some interest in it. This is the place where you're going to get some of you know the the best insider UMass women's basketball uh, just press coverage, especially especially I I mean I think I'm the only or we're the only radio coverage of women's basketball you know outside of the athletics department so we're always we're always willing to talk women's here on the station and we're going to try to get most of the the broadcasts on the 91.1 first stream and then so UT Rio Grande Valley will also be in at the Mullins on the 20th and then they'll head out for three tournament games in Providence on the 23rd, the 24th, and the 25th, the three days after Thanksgiving, essentially. Those games might actually be reasonable to cover um, as long as we're able to get a Comrex to Providence, the machine that we use to broadcast games. I know it's, it's sort of a lot of the scheduling's up in the air. For sure, we will be broadcasting the Wednesday, November 28th game uh, against North Dakota. That game's at the Mullins, 4.30 start. We will 100% be covering that game. It should be on the first stream. And that's just sort of a look ahead. Anything else is much further uh, on down the line in terms of December scheduling. I won't go into that just because it's so uh, so far in the future. But, yep, essentially Central Connecticut Saturday UT Rio Grande Valley on the 20th, and then the tournament the three days after Thanksgiving. So that's sort of a look ahead. Um, the next game that will definitely be on the air for broadcasting will be the November 28th game against North Dakota. And we'll be really excited to jump into that one. I know Destiny Philoxy. We've been we've been talking or we've been talking a little bit about her. We've been talking about Asia McCoy a lot. Uh, Neil Soysal, sort of the the new players to you know sort of fall into their roles on the team this year. Um, we'll definitely you know continue to talk more about them, and then we'll continue to 
talk about Haley Lydell and Jessica George. Uh, so when we come back, we'll go into a little bit more analysis on on uh, just the players and the team in general. We're going to take a quick break right now, so keep it here on WMUA 91.1 FM, and we'll be right back. This is WMUA Sports. Show your UMass pride everywhere you go with a UMass Amherst special license plate. All proceeds benefit student scholarships and programs, and the special plate fee is tax deductible. Get all the details and order your plate at umassalumni.com or call 800-456-UMASS. Remember to ride with UMass pride. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. You're listening to UMass Athletics on WMUA Sports. Welcome back in the studio, everybody. This is Ryan Beaton here on WMUA 91.1 FM. This is the Unbeaten Show. Um, if you were listening to the previous, the first half of the show, we talked a little bit about UMass Minutemen hockey. Now we're sort of talking about the Minute Women basketball team. We like to do that. We like to talk a lot about UMass sports here on this show every Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And we're just going to go into a little bit of analysis on the women's team. Just a quick overview. What I'm going to do is just go down the roster, and I'm just going to give initial initial thoughts to every roster player. And then, if we have a little bit of time, we will talk about just some Boston, some miscellaneous Boston sports headlines. But first, like I said, I'm going to go through all my initial thoughts of the women's basketball roster. Starting with number two, Hennessis Rivera, senior from Venezuela. Uh, this guard forward has maintained the same level of grittiness, I think, and she's just she's got a she's got a lot of attitude, a lot of, I guess, you know, she's just she's willing to drive to the basket, getting sort of um, scrums and just. I don't know. She she's she's a very she's a very fun player to watch. Very interesting. Uh, moving on to Destiny Filoxi, the freshman from Queens, New York. Um, she's she's small in size and she's she's willing to draw contact a lot when she when she drives to the rim and it's it's actually kind of funny because she she uses a lot of spin moves which I think is really cool. Um, you know she, she said that I think in an interview like when I'm driving to the rim and I start and I panic I start to spin. It's nothing new. It's not like I'm trying to be fancy. It's just like my way of sort of avoiding panic. But she's been one of my favorite players to watch. Again, another player with a lot of swag, a lot of confidence um, in her abilities. Moving on to Lorraine Joenson. I haven't seen a whole lot from her from her so far uh, from Northampton, Mass., just down the street. Um, I'd like to see her get a little bit more time. I just want to see uh, what she brings to the table. I think she was added just more for depth. Um, in terms of you know helping out the team um, with 
with some size uh, during practices. But, you know, look for her to get a little bit of time sort of uh, at the end of games and whatnot when the team's up in leads. Uh, number 11, Bree Hampton Bay, the defensive uh, juggernaut that we know she is. Super uh, exciting to watch as she is often able to just get her hand in, in passing lanes and she's able to just break up offensive flows. She was like freshman defensive player of the year last year. I think that was sort of her title. She easily could have made like second team all conference, but I think she got kind of snubbed there. Uh, moving on to Mackenzie Sullivan. Again, I think she was one of those. She was, I think she was the other walk-on. Don't quote me on that. But again, just to sort of add depth in practice squads, add a little bit more size to help the team um, just when going over plays and stuff. But, uh, you know, that's not saying she can't uh, just take advantage of reps and try to get playing time towards the end of games and whatnot. Um, Anil Soysal. Sat out last year, pulled her ACL, I believe. So she's a redshirt freshman from Istanbul, Turkey. I like what I've seen so far. It it hasn't been anything um, overwhelming, but she's she's very good at you know staying in her lane and doing what she can do well. What I've seen from her is she's got such a long like wingspan. She's six five too, so she's the only listed center on the team. And you sort of just, for the guards that pass to her down low, you just have to get it in her general direction. And she's just able to sort of pull in the ball. She doesn't have a whole lot of vertical threat to her, but um, in terms of like her, <laughs> the span she covers horizontally, she's like, in terms of like what she can grab with her wingspan, she's able to pretty much take in almost any pass that's just in her general vicinity, which is really cool to watch. Uh, number 15, Paige McCormick uh, from Ogdensburg, New York. We haven't seen her play yet this year. I know there's some issues keeping her from playing. I think there are injury issues keeping her uh, from playing thus far, but she was uh, she got a lot of playing time last year as a freshman, and... Yeah, it was it was exciting to you know watch her last year. So we just hope that she can get out on the court as soon as possible. Uh, number twenty one, Jessica Nelson. Haven't seen a whole lot from her. Freshman um, out of Georgia, Buford, Georgia, the six two forward. Again, I think it's hard for you know forwards to get into you know play, to get playing time. It's a very guard oriented team, and. Yeah, I mean, they they already have the size they need in, in Soysal. So I haven't seen a whole lot from her yet, but again, one of those players that can work towards just earning more playing time. Uh, Captain Jessica George, the sort of verbal communicator and just role player we know her as, the guard list at 5'10". Um, yeah, I mean, she she had... Nine points against Sacred Heart, eight points against Towson, um, six points against, I mean, six rebounds against Sacred Heart, and four rebounds against Townsend, and then seven assists against Sacred Heart. So, nine, six, seven, eight, four, two, those have been her, her lines so far. Uh, just just very, very much a role player, is able to step in in any aspect they need her to step in at. Um, 
not necessarily flat, like overly flashy, but she gets the job done. And she's obviously a good leader because, you know, she's in that uh, captain role as a senior. Vashni Perry, she is definitely getting time. Not as much time as I thought she got last year. I could be wrong. Obviously, it's still so early. The junior uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, guard listed at 5'6". I thought was an exciting player to watch last year. Haven't seen a whole lot of her this year, so I don't really know. She actually had a really good um, quarter against Sacred Heart, I thought, but I could be wrong. The Towson game, uh, three points, one rebound. So, you know, she could definitely be getting more playing time. Uh, Haley Lydell, the, you know, just phenom that we know she is. Uh, 13-7-2 against Sacred Heart. 11-6-1 against Towson. So, you know, what, what, what more else could you say about Haley Lydell? Just pretty much the best player on the team. Coming up on 1,000 points. She's going to be like the 20th member in team history to do that. Alexa Kellner, number 30. The freshman from Stamford, Connecticut, 6-1. Haven't seen a whole lot from her yet either. Again, that seems to be a common theme with forwards um, as just guards really play the majority of the, the time. in uh, They usually run like four guards in a center so or just four guards in a, somebody that has height at forward. And then also, like, I think Haley and... I forget. Haley and, like... Um, Henesis are listed at like guard forward, so there's a lot of like hybrid players that sort of just fill in for both roles. And Haley and um, Henesis just get a lot of time anyway, so they're going to take up that uh, that space that uh, players with height usually are looking to take um, in terms of playing time. Uh, Madison Lowry. She she's definitely a shooter, six one listed at guard. She's gotten a decent amount of time for a freshman who, you know, is gonna have to prove herself as a guard on this team. Uh no points against Sacred Heart. I don't even think she played in the Townsend game, but you know, I've heard I've heard a lot of uh, I've heard a lot of good things about her. There's always like that story that she shot. I think it was like nine three pointers in a game in an AAU game that Verdi was at, and that was sort of where Verdi's interest was, you know, spawn. So Madison Lowry, I would say just keep an eye on her because you know she's listed at six one guard, so she might be one of those sort of Clay Thompson pull from three type guards. She can just elevate over everyone else and just have that height advantage to drain threes. I mean, I haven't, I mean, we haven't seen that yet from her, but that's what I'm assuming her, where her skill set lies. And then last but not least guard Asia McCoy. She's sort of the, um, another just scrappy guard that's willing to drive to the rim. She, you know, she, she serves as pretty much point guard when, um, Philoxy and, Bay aren't, you know, playing point guard. Um, but yeah, I mean, she four four points, four rebounds against Sacred Heart, eight points, two rebounds against Townsend. What what more else can you say about her? I would say she's she's pretty much on par with Destiny Philoxy in terms of being like 
that freshman. I think Philoxy has a little bit of an edge on her right now, but it'll it'll be it'll be cool to watch uh, this team going forward with the rest of the season. I mean, they're now technically two and zero, I believe, on the season two and zero. Um, obviously, they haven't played a whole lot of games, or excuse me, one and one. They actually lost against uh, Towson. 53 to 78 not what you like to see but they did they did really well against Sacred Heart I was there broadcasting that game so one and one still so early a little too early to really start making assumptions about the team I would say we can start making assumptions after the Brown University like uh, turkey tip-off tournament I think that's when we can start gauging maybe where what direction the team is going in but at this point, it's just still too early to call. All right, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been the Unbeaten Show on WMUA 91.1 FM. See you again same time next week, Tuesdays at 11. Thanks for tuning in.